Shark Child, and this is The Dark Verse, a collection of my strange works with the sole purpose of sharing with you a unique world of horror and fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep. (sighs) Do you ever find yourself wondering what type of creatures are left to be found in this world? I know I do, and I know that we already have found some pretty crazy things. Things that you would think would only exist in the imagination. Well, the story I'm about to tell deals with something strictly that exists in the imagination. So, what I just told you has nothing to do with what I'm about to share. This story does deal with Places undiscovered, if you will, or places overlooked. This is episode 39 of the Dark Verse, and it is entitled Stumbling Upon Preterition. There are dismissed places not forgotten or invisible, but ignored without refrain. The devils of these domains are so vibrant that beings of any awareness trick their minds to see right through them or around them, anything to succeed with avoidance. Nightmares are detrimental, but to gaze into these aces of sinister rule is to gaze at life tangled in the shards of splintering dread. Odd might be the first word used to describe the terrains of such places. Different, bizarre, fantastical, these words work fine as well. But the topographies are only a warning and alert to the unfortunate as to what comes if lingering turns to loitering. The princes of unnamed horror are not for eyes to see, ears to hear, or mouths to taste. They are the overlooked, the repulsive, the shameful, and the blemishes of the most wicked existences. If only the act of their dismissal had the power to make them disappear. But such hope matters not. I stumbled upon them. Go ahead, leave, my wife said bitterly. Fine, I will. I lowered my voice and projected it in a small growl. I slammed the door behind me and began walking away from my house, up into the hillside above the tract of homes where I lived. I walked along a fire trail that led up and around the backside, giving me a view of a city that meandered on into the distance of hazy illusions. For a time, 
I stared out into the gloom of tired lives and suffocating ghosts, letting their pleas embellish my own. Then I decided to wander off the path and lose myself in the thick protuberance of hillside growth. Twisted branches and sharp weeds scratched my legs through my jeans as I hiked between the wild outpouring of vegetation. The pain felt good and took my mind off the haunts possessing my thoughts. Each movement became more and more of a rustling blur. Leaves crackling, branches breaking, eyes jostling the scene without care of repercussions. It all released something inside me, and I wanted more. The anger, the pain, they mixed so well bringing about a crazed, adrenaline-filled euphoria. I began running through the brush, amplifying the pain and amplifying the thrill. The persecution was just. The penalty was deserved. The trespasser was found. The air then changed. My breaths became hindered. The thicket lessened and then came back strong again upon walls of hill that rose on my sides. I continued to run, furiously. I ran while land bent and warped beside me. Yellow, hovering masses appeared that crashed upon me with bursts of pus light, fragile and pathetic. Then I collided, forcibly, into a tree that grew across my path like a striped gate arm. I fell hard against my back, whiplashing my head against virgin soil. Only when I next opened my eyes did I fully comprehend my intrusion. I had entered a place no map could ever hold. There was sky, but it was not air. There were stars, but they were not distant. There were plants, but they were not upright. It was a facade of impossible attributes. Moldy light, filled with iridescent hollowness, hung all around, incompetent of containing any spectrum of color. Scent lurked about the nose in an unreachable dance, avoiding the snares of breath like evading mice. A potent saltiness hung in the mouth, saturating and thickening saliva, forcing it against the throat with rebellious traction. My skin slowly began to darken as I lay in the contamination, the dense oils of whatever air there was staining me further and further like water crawling through the surfaces of a towel until its fibers could hold no more. Into my eyes, into my ears, into my mouth, under my fingernails, the putrid light and counterfeit air mixture soaked me. It looked as if my soul had rotted within me, combusted, and began to secrete the blood of its veins from within. Something about it all fascinated me. I was awestruck by the phenomenon of this sick place. I sat upon the ground, hoping that everything that swirled and moved had its chance to taste me.
I held my mouth open even as I struggled to breathe, and I held my hands up even as they looked to be dead. The putrefying was peaceful. All of the enthrallment quickly left when I learned that I did not want everything to taste me. For everything that was there was not always there. The princes of unnamed horror arrived. They moved through the puzzle of the landscape like black, shifting tentpole pieces held together by elastic rope, connecting and then disconnecting as they saw fit. They loomed towards me in a ballet of smooth and sudden movements, rising taller than my eyes could see in one frame and then falling shorter than a foot by the next. I could only but watch and fear. I knew I had to leave then, but I could not. My body became rigid. It felt as if I had rusted or turned to stone. There was not any movement left for my being to spare, not a blink, not a breath. The princes of unnamed horror were upon me not long after, and one by one they disconnected their pieces and thrust them into my gaping mouth until they were all inside me. There they churned and delighted and continued their performance. They connected and disconnected all over again, racking my body terribly. My insides began to expand, putty ravaged against firm impediments. Then they entered my mind and took the shape of my worst torments with their interchangeable parts. My affair, my father's death, my son's accident my darkest thoughts. They made these phantasms more demented and diabolical than the real experiences ever could have been, and they all played out all at once, one enormous menagerie of memories. Pop! 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 As each coagulated terror reached its zenith of dread, a part of the princes thrust out of my frozen body like unfurling spider legs, connecting again into their favorite forms once free. My skin burst hundreds of times until no more plaguing memoirs remained. Then the false air crumbled, the horizontal landscapes flattened and the stars fell and shattered in their pitiful puffs. The hillside returned, the shrubs reemerged, my flesh healed, my breaths began once more. I stood up with a blank stare upon my face and walked home. My wife was sleeping on the family room couch when I entered the house. Her cheeks were streaked with the residues of eyeshadow tears. They looked like candy as they glistened beneath lamplight. I knelt beside her, closed my eyes, and licked her cheeks, the chemicals of the makeup lacing my tongue. Then I opened my eyes and saw the omitted kingdoms of the princes of unnamed horror.
that concludes episode 39 of the dark verse if you want to be cool like ellie collins and give the dark verse a rating on itunes then today's your lucky day because it's easier there have been improvements made with the newer software versions of itunes and now you can leave a rating for a podcast or for a music album without actually having to leave a review or write down a sentence or two. So I encourage everyone who has a free minute to go onto iTunes and, you know, give your most honest rating of the dark verse. I would really appreciate it. If you want to download the past podcasted episodes of the dark verse, you can do that on iTunes or at thedarkverse.com or I'm bringing this out for the first time zune because people are starting to actually download my episodes on zune so that is another possibility to find my work as far as the book is coming along it's going to be pushed back a couple more weeks because there were a couple more revisions uh, than i planned for i needed to decide a couple more things like whether i wanted a round spine or a square spine and then i needed to see press proofs etc so uh right now i'm looking at the book being released in may i'm just trying to keep it real you know be honest all right party people ciao All stories on the dark verse are the sole property of Sharkchild and cannot be used for distribution, publication, or monetary gain without my written consent. Sleep deeply and remember to love.